friends, welcome to the Link Fitness Show. I'm your host, Marissa Deshong, aka Link, and I'm here to motivate and educate on all things fitness, nutrition, and mindset to help you create an energized and healthy lifestyle. Let's dive in. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Link Fitness Show. Today, we are going to kind of go a little out of the norm here. So I was going through some of the podcast episodes and I realized I have never truly like told my story and I don't want to make this about me, but I want to share more of the like lessons that I have learned over the years um, throughout my fitness journey and just really some of the, the things that I've gone through to get to where I am. And again, I don't, I don't share this for, for me. I share this to help an individual out there who maybe either needs to hear it or is currently feeling the feelings that I had at one point. Um, you know, just, just basically get this story out there and hope that, hope that it helps somebody basically. So, um, buckle up because it was quite the, uh, the bumpy ride quite the bumpy ride. All right. All right. So fasten your seatbelts, ladies and gents, let's get to it. So my fitness journey really started when I was in high school. Okay. So, um, if you didn't already know, I played softball pretty much my entire life. Like softball was all I knew. It's what I was known for. Like it was fully my identity was around softball. Okay. So I loved the game. I really did. I, I have so much respect for the game and all the players that I played with and the coaches that I had. And I just absolutely love softball. So um, a lot of it in the beginning was based around softball. So I had coaches, you know, I had I had our strength and conditioning coach, our agility coaches, all that stuff um, on the different teams that I had played on. And then as I hit my junior year, you know, if, if you've played collegiate sports, you know that junior year is really like the big year. You know, you really dive deep into the recruitment process. Coaches can now talk. To, I mean, I don't want to say this because the rules have changed, I feel like a thousand times since I've graduated. But when I was in school, you know, this was 2011, um, coaches could talk to us at a certain point in our junior year. So junior year was like the big year. That was when you truly made a name for yourself. You were old enough for um, communication with the coaches and really finding out where where you were going to play at the next level if you if you decided to take that path, you know? So um, that was the, the big year for me. And I really wanted to be the best that I could possibly be. But I went around, oh, uh, okay, words, figure them out. I went at it in a not so healthy manner, right? I looked at people on social media and at the time it wasn't such a big promoter of, um, you know, normalizing normal bodies and promoting self-love and body positivity and, and owning who you are and all that stuff like that. That wasn't a thing. Um, at the time when I first started my fitness journey, it was all about you know, having six pack abs and being ripped and eating clean as book all the time. And you drink your water and you take your pre-workout and you do all of these things and you're fit and fabulous and yada, yada, yada. Right. So 
for me, when I first started, like I was already thin to begin with. Okay. So I'm five foot seven. I've been five foot seven since I was like nine. I'm, I, I was very tall very quickly. Um, and I, at the time I was about 118 pounds, right? I think I, I hit like 120 and I was like, man, I have to lose weight. I'm 120 pounds. Like I have to lose weight, which looking back, I just want to like hug my younger self, <laughs> my younger self and be like, sister, no, 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 no. But um, yeah, so anyway, I was always really like thin. I did not have a lot of muscle mass, um, but that's what I was striving for, right? So I wanted to lose weight. I wanted to put on muscle. I wanted to look toned and fit and, you know, just basically be the stereotypical fitspo, all right? So at five foot seven, 118 pounds, I literally hated the way that I looked. I loved fitness. I loved training. But I definitely didn't always have like a good relationship with training or food or or really anything in that space. So um, kind of jumping ahead here, I actually know this part's important. So so in high school, now think back to high school, you had to be in at what, like seven o'clock, 7.30, something like that. We had to be in homeroom. We got out at 2.06. So I would wake up at like five o'clock in the morning and I would go to the gym and I would either do cardio or like a light lift at the gym. Then I would go sit in the sauna and then I would go shower and then I would drive to high school. I'm 17 years old at this point because I lived in Jersey and you couldn't drive until you were 17. So I'm 17 years old at this point, getting up at 5 a.m. going to the gym, right? Then I would go through my entire school day. I would go home. I'd eat something quick and then I'd head back to the gym after school. Crazy, right? So I would spend like an hour in the gym in the morning, go to class or go to school all day long, go home, eat something quick, and then go to the gym again for another hour to two hours. Me and my friend Kirsten, we'd meet at the gym after school all the time. We would run, we would lift, we would do all of the things, and we just, I mean, I I had a six-pack, like I was borderline six-pack. And I hated it. I hated myself. I hated the way I looked. I was freaking miserable. Every day I got on the scale and was like, please be down, please be down, please be down. It was ridiculous. Like it was so ridiculous, the relationship that I had with training and the gym and food. And I was following a stereotypical MyFitnessPal diet where I'm eating like 1200 calories and I'm very obviously underfed and overtraining. And it was just a freaking hot mess, you know, really big hot mess. So eventually, um, I had the opportunity to play division two softball. I played for Kutztown university and that experience has definitely made such a huge impact on my life. Um, the good and the bad. So going in my freshman year, I weighed, you know, a whopping 115, 118, 120. It really depended um, where I was at, but anywhere in that range. And my first semester, first semester, not first full year, first semester. So I went in in August and I came home in December for Christmas break and not one piece of clothing fit me other than sweatpants because I had put on 30 freaking pounds, 30 pounds. I went from 118 to 120 ish. We'll round up and say 120. And I came home at 150 pounds. 
I was blown away. Like, it was wild. Wild. And not going to lie, probably 70 to 80% of that weight was muscle mass. We were doing CrossFit training. We were doing, like, crazy workouts. I was, you know, obviously I had practice five, six days a week. I was an outfielder, so we did a lot of running. (laughs) A lot of running. If you're an outfielder, you totally understand. You pretty much run all day, every day at practice. It was, it was wild. So did a lot of running and training and lifting and it was just, it was a lot, but, but this was the first time that I actually felt really good in my skin, you know, and that was my initial spark of like, okay, the number on the scale does not define me. I feel like an absolute rock star. I feel stronger than I've ever felt. I'm faster. I'm just, I'm feeling my absolute freaking best. I'm in the best shape of my life without a doubt, right? So feeling like a goddamn rock star. Well, this really sparked a fire in me to, you know, keep going and keep training. And it was just, again, that addiction to fitness, but this was a much more healthy addiction. Like I was loving it. I looked forward to trainings, even though I knew my trainer was going to kick our ass. I knew I was going to feel great when we left, you know, and that was such a great feeling of like, oh my God, I just, I feel so good. I feel so good. So, um, anyway, while I'm in school, you know, I'm playing, I was a, um, Technically, it's leisure and sports studies was the name of the major, but it was basically sports management, and I had a coach or a minor in coaching. So I dreamed of owning a fitness business. I wanted to open a gym. I just knew I wanted to help others feel their absolute best. I wanted to make I wanted to make an impact. Like that was it. And my freshman year, I blew out my ankle. Like. My ankle still to this day, I'm 26 years old. This happened when I was 18. It still bothers me. Like twisting my ankle up. It was basically just a lingering injury all four years. Like I just, I pushed through it anywhere that I could. I was taped up real good by the trainers and I went on my little way and wore a brace and just dealt with the pain, you know? So that was really, really hard for me to kind of handle of like that lingering injury always over my head of, am I doing enough? Am I good enough? Like, is this going to stop me from achieving whatever goals that I have set for myself? So I'll kind of touch back on this in in a little bit. This ties back in, but that injury really had a huge impact on my mental side of training and just softball in general. So anyway, back in the gym, I really started building a lot of muscle. I finally had an idea of what confidence really was. And I was interning with our strength coach. So now this is, again, this, I kind of jumped forward a little bit. This is my senior year. So I'm now doing my internships before I leave. So I had an internship for my major with my uh, strength coach for softball, LC. And then I also had another internship for my minor, my coaching minor with a high school basketball team. Okay. All of this is going on. So my senior year, two internships. And then while I'm in the gym with my team, we're jumping rope. And not to toot my own horn, but I was phenomenal at jump rope. Like I could jump rope very, very quickly. And we were going for a number in a certain amount of time. So I took great pride. I felt confident. Like I felt awesome every time I stepped on that platform to do my jumping jacks. Well, next thing I know, I'm, I blacked out. 
and I got extremely lightheaded. Um, I kind of collapsed into my teammate's arms and she was like, are you good? <laughs> like, what's going on? Are you okay? And I was just like, I'm good. I, j- I just feel really lightheaded, like thinking nothing of it, thinking that I was just, you know, going to hang with the jump rope. But um, extreme headache, couldn't eat, couldn't sleep, just did not feel good the next day. Uh, my best friend, Lisa, took me to the hospital and they ran some tests and they were like, you know, you're, you're really lucky because you passed out because you had no oxygen to your brain. Like you, you could have died. So take this very, very serious. So from there, I have to go get testing done and more testing and more testing. And the doctors thought that I had a brain aneurysm. So needless to say, my college softball career was over at that point. And months and months and months of recovery and rehab and testing, all to find out that it was not a brain aneurysm, that it was a strain in my neck. The joint in my neck is messed up and it was causing like severe headaches. Um, But the plate, there's a plate that sits underneath your brain. Uh, Mine had shifted. So I had a lot of recovery in shifting that plate back to where it it truly belongs. So that was was really interesting. experience. So again, another injury in my college career. I started and I ended my career with injuries and they were freaking brutal to say the least, you know? So super bizarre injury ended my senior season. So I never really had that closure when it came to the game, but I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm moving forward. I know I have a huge passion for fitness. Um, I'm, I'm still going to make an impact right? I can still make an impact. You know, I I went to the gym, even though I technically wasn't supposed to, I went to the gym separate from my teammates because I I knew of like, if I get cleared to play again, I want to be ready. So basically long story short, never got cleared to play again. Um, that was the end of the season and yada, yada, yada. So graduated, you know, um, got my personal training certification. I landed a job in the gym within months, like things were going great. I got a promotion, so I'm moving to the next gym. Um, so I went from the Deffert gym to the Williamstown gym, just a, a you know a PT in the Deffert gym to the personal training director of the Williamstown gym. So I was feeling great. Things were going well. I was super happy. And then things, of course, got a little crazy again. Um, as I was making the turn into my new gym, I was rear-ended, so I was completely stopped the car rear-ended me, um, anywhere from like 50 to 60 miles an hour, um, basically destroyed the entire back end of my car, totaled my car and sent me to the hospital in an ambulance with a neck brace on. So that was lovely. Um, (laughs) and honestly, like as I was laying in that hospital bed, like all I was thinking about was like the years of injuries in softball and like how I couldn't help my team when I was hurt. And now I'm hurt again. And how am I supposed to help my clients if I can't even work out myself? You know? So I was really just like beating myself up. I had excruciating head pain and whiplash and chest pain and my shoulder started hurting. And it was just a huge, huge shit show. Right? So I was struggling. I was full of self-doubt. I had no motivation. I had no confidence. And honestly, I was waking up crying every morning uh, for probably the first two weeks because of the pain. Like I woke up 
just crying and crying and crying. And it just, I was miserable. I was so sad. So fast forward a few years, you know, I did my PT. I did all that stuff. I moved to Delaware. So I stopped going to PT and I just figured, you know what? This is just something I'm going to have to deal with for the rest of my life. Let me just try my best to move forward and just deal with it. Basically like the ankle injury that lingered all four years of college. Um, but so now I am gearing up. I'm engaged. I'm preparing to get married. So this is the end of 2018 leading into 2019. We got married June of 2019. I start prepping for the wedding. I was tracking macros. I was training anywhere from like four to six days a week. And I started feeling really, really good again, despite, you know, the lingering shoulder injury and all that stuff. I was feeling my absolute best. And honestly, one of the biggest things like sticking out for me was that I finally realized that, you know, I was more than an athlete, right? That I can overcome literally anything thrown at me. I can continue to chase my dreams despite the roadblocks or the obstacles that I have to face, right? And if you've been through any of my coaching programs and you heard that word obstacle, now you're starting to kind of see where the foundation of my coaching really comes from and really why I'm so big on setting yourself up for success and addressing that potential obstacle or obstacle that you've already faced. Like for me, a forever obstacle for my fitness journey is going to be injury because I've had so many, right? Forever in or a forever obstacle for me is going to be my right shoulder, knowing full well that yes, I've had surgery to have it repaired. It's still going to be an obstacle for me because I still want to make sure that I am, you know, taking care of it. I'm not pushing it down the road. I may be able to release that obstacle, but I would prefer to just, you know, prepare for it. That way I can handle it if I need to, you know, excuse me. So, um, with all of that, I just, it was really nice for me to be able to see that like I can pour into myself. I can pour into my goals despite whatever's going on and, I can achieve my goals, you know, and I deserve to put myself first and I deserve to show up for myself no matter what is happening. And then the beautiful side of it is I've been blessed with the opportunity to help so many other athletes and former athletes do the same, you know? So then we're going to jump forward again a little bit. So obviously I had my recovery. I was training for the wedding. I I was, you know, things were going well. Um, and then shortly after the wedding, I was like, you know what? I really miss being competitive, you know? And like when I was training for my wedding, I had big goals that I was striving for. Like if you've ever seen pictures of my wedding dress, I had an open back dress. So I was like, Oh, my back is going to be shredded. I'm going to look my best on my wedding day. And I truly feel like I did. I, I, I got in great shape, um, with the training that I did for my wedding. Like I felt my best. But I really did miss being competitive. I no longer had any like big goals to strive for. So I was like, you know what? Why not a competition? Right? Like I I missed having those big goals and I missed like truly training for something. Right? So I mean, honestly, I just wanted that competitive edge again is really just what it came down to. And I thought I had fully accepted retirement and that I was okay with it, but I was still like, you know, going through the things that I wanted to do and doing what I wanted to do, but I was, I really missed being competitive, really missed it. So I hired a coach. I started my first bikini prep and I uncovered every fucking demon that I had tucked away, every single one of them. 
the disordered eating, the overtraining, all of it came back full swing. And of course, I got injured. Somehow managed to tweak my hip, um, the same hip that I had actually hurt my car accident uh, with the high amounts of cardio and everything else. Overtraining, you know, I was in the gym six days a week, so three days on, one day off, three days on again, and just repeat the cycle literally nonstop for 12 weeks. So um, I had to kind of slow down my training because of my hip injury, which really freaking sucked being on your first prep and getting hurt. So that was miserable, but really mentally, all I cared about was hitting a new low each week. So like, despite the hip pain, I still showed up. And despite all that other shit, I just kept going because I felt like I need to, I need to hit a new low. If I'm going to step on stage, like I want to look my absolute best, yada, yada, yada. And I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And I really do believe I have like the best husband in the whole entire world because he literally kept me sane through the entire 12 weeks. He kept me going the entire way through. And he believed in me on the days that I didn't believe in myself. And like, he just fully supported all of the goals that I had set for myself. So he really just kept me on track, but that was a really, really dark place for me, you know? So this was, I got married in June, August. I started the prep October. The end of October was my show. And after the show, I was just like <laughs> the, actually the week before peak week. So peak week is the week of the show. The week before that, I was like, I'm done. I'm that. I'm never doing this again. Like I feel my absolute worst. I look in the mirror and I just want to cry. Like I just hated what I saw in the mirror and I was so miserable. Um, so it was, it was a really, it was a really hard time for me. Right. And then we had just moved. So it was, it was a lot of craziness. I had just quit my full-time job to start my business full-time and it was really, really hard to say the least. So from there, I knew I had to take care of myself, but I also really wanted to help my clients succeed. And I really wanted to show the best that I could for my clients. And honestly, just showing up for my clients gave me a lot of motivation and it gave me a lot of confidence of like, I'm helping other people, I'm making an impact and I'm, I'm changing someone's life here. So that got my confidence back to where it needed to be and, and just got me feeling really really good again. And, you know, and just feeling like, you know, when you're just in a good place where you can just sit back and be like, damn, this feels good. That's where I finally got to be. And I mean, to be honest, like I could not believe how quickly changing my mindset after prep had changed my whole entire life. Like I felt like I was locked when I was in prep. Like I was just miserable. I was sad. I was just really dark spot. And then it was like this flick of a switch of like, I poured into myself for me, for no other reason other than for me and whatever my goals were. And I poured into that and I poured into my clients and I poured into their goals. And it was like this whole new light was shining through in me. Like it was the craziest thing. So jump forward a little bit more, um, getting closer to today, actually. So early 2020. I developed the Washed Up to Winning Mastermind, which I freaking love that group program. Um, but I developed this so I could help other former athletes transform their lives the same way that I did. You know, I'm not taking them through a prep or anything like that, but all of the mental stuff that I had worked through and all the education that I had needed to get to where I am, 
is what I teach in the master in the wash up to winning mastermind. It's a group program. Um, but basically this program gives all of the athletes participating, the former athletes participating a space to just be fully themselves all while day in and day out working on improving themselves and just becoming their best self. Right. And honestly, each round of that mastermind has been amazing so far. We are currently at the time of recording on round three. We have about a month left of round three. So I just, I love watching these girls, like the wins that they are able to accomplish in our 12 weeks. Round one was only eight weeks. And then by request, we made it longer because everybody was like, I don't want this to end. Make it longer, make it longer. So we moved it up to 12 weeks long. Um, but yeah, so I mean, hint, hint, the wait list for that will be opening up really soon. So if you want to get on there ASAP and secure your spot, shoot me a message and I'll make sure I add you to the list. But Anywho, each round has been absolutely amazing. The girls continue to kill it. And just seeing them create new habits of like this long-term change for their lives has been absolutely incredible. And then it just, the success that my clients across the board, whether they're one-on-one or they've been in the mastermind or, or anything like that, it just helps me see that every moment of self-doubt, every excuse or reason as to why I couldn't do something or I was afraid of something, it has just led to led me to where I am today. You know, all of the lessons that I have learned, all of the obstacles that I have overcome got me to where I am today and I can now help other people do the same, right? And, and whoever is listening, you listening right now, you can do that too, right? I'm not saying you have to quit your job and go be a coach or go do prep or go do all these scary things, but you've had experiences in your life that will make an impact on somebody else. So if you're going to the gym and you just like snap a gym selfie in the mirror, like, hell yeah, crush some legs today. Like you might inspire someone without even realizing it, that they can show up for themselves too. You know, like I actually had some of my clients become really close friends because they inspire each other. And I've had some of my clients come to me and they're like, oh, so-and-so at work was so proud of all of my accomplishments that like now they're going to the gym and they're excited or now my mom's into fitness because like she's been following my journey. Like you're impacting somebody else's life and you don't even really realizing it, realize it all because you show up for yourself. Right? So every moment of self-doubt and excuse and reason as to why I couldn't, every time I was afraid, afraid of failing, failing or looking stupid, literally brought me to where I am today right to where I am today. And there's honestly a lesson to be learned with everything. Like you are not failing. You're just learning lessons and your every struggle will always pay off. Okay. Each time I had to go through it, you know, a lesson learned, it just made me stronger and it taught me how to overcome. It taught me how to rise up, right? I learned how to open myself up to growth and new opportunities Shit that I would have never opened up to before if I was still that timid, afraid, full of self-doubt little 18-year-old at 118 pounds. You know, I had to go through what I went through to get to where I am today, right? So if you're having a bad day or you're hitting a plateau or you're just struggling on your fitness journey, I need you to listen to this and understand that this is all part of the process. This is all part of the journey. 
And this is going to make you stronger. You have to go through these tough times to get to where you want to be. Okay. You have to. And it's all about how you overcome. If you have a problem sticking to things and you start your fitness journey and you've started it and stopped it and started it and stopped it and started it and stopped it a hundred times now, you're missing something. You're missing a lesson. So that lesson's just going to repeat itself until you finally clicks in your head of, okay, what do I need to do to get to that next step? Right? So when you're struggling with something, embrace that struggle, feel the feelings of it and attack it with all that you have so you can overcome that. So you can know for, you know, next time that hard time comes up. I'm not saying I never have hard times anymore. I have shitty days. I just had one literally like two days ago, right? I doubted myself. I was just feeling really insecure that day, but I have the tools in my toolbox now to overcome. See where I'm going with this? So whatever you're going through, whatever dark time that you're in, or just really tough struggle period that you're in, Embrace it, think about it, overcome it, and save that in your toolbox so you can accomplish it with ease moving forward. All right. So I want you to just start pouring into yourself, right? I pour into myself every single day. I take care of myself every single freaking day, even on the days where I'm like, oh my God, I'm so busy. I have so much shit to do. I prioritize me. Like I take care of me before I do anything else that day. That's how that rolls. That's a system that I have with myself. You need to do that for you. I'm not saying you have to get up and like crush a workout, but just get up, show some gratitude, compliment yourself, get on with your day. You know, do a nice face mask or something like that. Get up five minutes early, do that face mask, take it off and start your day, right? Pour into you. I pour into myself. I care for myself. You know, if I'm not caring for myself first, I can't give 100% to my clients, to my family to anything that I set my heart on. I can't show up fully if I'm not full myself. Okay? So whatever goal you have, if you truly want to achieve that, you have to pour into yourself to get to that. And sometimes that's part of the process. You know, like if you have a fitness goal, you pouring into you is going to be you crushing your workouts and you showing up fully for your workouts 110%. So actually I have a really great example of this, right? So Um, one of my clients, she lives local to me and, uh, she was really beating herself up over her workouts. And she was just like, I'm not, I'm not doing what I got to do. I'm not, I'm not happy with what I'm doing right now. So instead of throwing herself a fucking pity party or falling off or quitting or whatever else she could have done, she literally reached out to me and was like, can I come work out with you? Like I need, I need to get my ass in gear. I need to give 110%. And when I'm by myself, I'm just going through the motions. Like, can you help me? Like bravo, right? Bravo. Because that is something a lot of people can't do. They don't want to drop the ego of like needing help one or two. They think that like, if they just deflect off of it, then, you know, the problem's going to go away when it's not right. She owned her shit. She said, I need help. And I'm going to move forward from this. That is her showing up for herself fully. Like she is now, does it suck working out with me? Maybe. Like maybe she's like, dude, I wish I didn't have to do this right now. But she knew it was going to help her. She knew she was going to have that support during her workout. Right? So just go after it. Right? Go after it. 
people have said to me before of like, how do you stay so consistent? How do you stay so consistent? Like, honestly, when you see me showing up on the good days and the bad and you see me sharing my wins, please understand that it was not always this easy for me. It's still not easy for me, but it's way easier than it used to be. But please understand that it took me a while to get to this point. And that's why my coaching program is the way that it is. Because I want a lifelong change for you. I don't want this up again, down again, up again, down again bullshit. Because that's just taking a huge mental toll on you that you don't need. You know? So again, showing up on the good days and the bad days, understand that it was not easy for me. Right? And it hasn't always been this easy, but now it gets to be because I showed up for me first. Took me a lot of fucking hard work, a lot of dedication to build the mindset that I have, right? My mindset is damn near rock solid. Like I put a lot of time and energy into my mindset and improving my mindset and showing up for me, right? Call it selfish, but I take care of myself first. I come first. I prioritize me so I can show up fully for everybody else around me right? But I never gave up. Neither should you, right? Just because shit gets hard doesn't mean you give up and you quit. You keep fucking going. Ask yourself why. Why did you start? Why do you want to achieve the goals that you want to achieve? And continue to ask yourself why, 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 why? Get to that core value that's driving you and fuel that, right? Set your goals as high as you possibly can. Set goals that make you fucking uncomfortable. And work and work and work towards them. All right? Move because you get to. Don't move because you have to. Working out is not a chore. Working out is you prioritizing you and your health and your goals. Okay? Develop habits that make you feel really, really good. Okay, drink your water, you know, eat really nutrient dense foods, go for a walk, journal, meditate, stretch, do whatever the hell you got to do, but develop habits that make you feel really, really good and just commit to you, commit to your goals, commit to whatever it is that you want to accomplish and don't let your foot off that fucking break. Okay, go after it. Shoot, I am fired up right now. I am excited. I am loving this shit. Okay, so like I said, kind of just a a little story, a little background of me and basically how I got to where I am today and why I have the mindset and the work ethic that I have. It was a journey, right? This shit does not happen overnight. There is no such thing as an overnight success. Okay, so set your goals. Set them big and go after them each and every day, chipping away and chipping away and chipping away. And if you need help to get to that point and you need the support and the accountability and the guidance to get there, that's what I'm here for. Okay. So if that's something that you're interested in, you can scroll down to the show notes of this episode. You can click apply for one-on-one coaching. We'll work together. We'll do this together and we'll help you achieve your freaking goals. Look at me making this PG at the end saying freaking after I dropped the F-bomb probably 20 times now. My apologies if you're in a 
place that, you know, that's not really acceptable. Uh, <laughs> but anywho, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope a piece of it resonated with you. And if it did, please reach out to me. Please let me know. I love sharing stories and talking about different experiences. Like I like to think of myself as a, a pretty open book. So please come chat. I'd love to hear more about your story, where you are, where you're going, and all the good shit in between. All right. Oh, and one last thing. Make sure you rate and review this podcast because it would mean a lot to me, the world. It would mean a lot, okay? And it would give me some more goals to keep striving and keep working and keep freaking going. Gotcha? Gotcha. All right. I will catch you in the next episode.